Hi, my friends, and welcome to Coach Boss Energy. This is the podcast for new and aspiring coaches who are ready to level up in their business and lean into their authority as a badass coach and CEO. I'm your host, Lindsay Sacco, your pocket-sized MBA with five years of consulting and coaching experience, and I'm ready to get real and raw about it all. From launching a coaching business that's set up to scale to growing your business to those shiny, consistent 10K months and beyond, I'm sharing everything. So cozy in and let's get to business. Welcome back to the Coach Boss Energy Podcast. I'm really excited because today we're talking about something I get asked probably once or twice a week, if not much more. Um, And that is about when's the right time to leave my nine to five, when's the right time to, you know, ditch the part-time jobs I have going on on the side and fully commit to this business that I'm building. I get that question asked a lot because there's a lot of anxiety and stress around this big quote-unquote leap into entrepreneurship and... I'm super excited because I have someone who I've gotten to know a little bit over Instagram who's become kind of an Instagram uh, bestie here and now she's going to be talking about what she talks about all the time which is helping people build the confidence uh, to find their purpose to transition uh, from their 9 to 5 to a more fulfilling career that they've built themselves. So I'm going to introduce Nick. Nick Peach is a passion and purpose coach that helps people who feel stuck or trapped in their day jobs to find confidence and clarity. So Nick helps women discover their purpose without the stress and without the overwhelm, and she does this all from experience too. So having traded in her multiple minimum wage jobs for a freedom lifestyle filled with travel, although much less now that we're in lockdown, but here's hoping for more plane rides soon, and more importantly, for more fulfillment in her life. So I cannot wait for you to all meet Nick and hear her story, so I'm going to turn it over. Hello, Nick. How are you? Hi. Thank you. Um, I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I I know a lot of listeners here are juggling their nine to fives or multiple part time gigs on top of trying to build their coaching business. So I just have to hear about your story. Tell us about how you left your day jobs and what that transition looked like for you. I'm so curious. Oh wow, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> um, so basically, I would say it probably started a lot longer than before I actually realized I wanted to um, go into entrepreneurship. Um, I always had this like niggling feeling like underlying in me that there's more to life than this but I didn't know what that more was for a very long time and um, some people you know if you see some of my posts online like you'll see that um, like I've traveled on and off for about the past well not so much in the past year but like the past seven years roughly and I was always jumping from country to country, finding a job, working that minimum wage, just as a way to fund that freedom lifestyle. And I was like, okay, like, I really love this feeling of freedom and being able to, you know, explore, see the world, meet meet new people, experience new cultures, and all, all of the other things that come with that. But like deep down I was like okay there's got to be more than just this minimum wage job like scraping by trying to you know get from place to place and then most of the time having to come back home um you know to get another minimum wage job to save up to allow myself sort of you know that 
well I know in the US it's sometimes like two weeks but here in the UK typically you get four weeks of holiday time a year and you know being told from someone when you can and can't go on holiday and stuff like that I was like you know this like there's got to be a different way and I saw on Instagram actually funnily enough um like lots of you know people traveling and working and all these things and I was like well if they can do it then you know like why can't I but I always had this feeling like okay yeah that's me like that's what I'd love to do but how and that was the biggest thing for me which probably a lot of your listeners would relate to is the how like how do I get from you know working these day jobs to this freedom-based lifestyle that I want um and you know it might seem quite far-fetched and almost impossible but um it absolutely isn't because I'm proof that anyone can do it (laughs) so talk to me more about like what what was what were those day jobs? How did they make you feel? What was missing in your life? And what what was your first like exit strategy out of out of that day job? Just so we can paint the picture of like where you were once you left. Yeah, absolutely. So, um mostly my jobs were quite random and varied, but I would mostly say sort of in the UK I worked in sort of like supermarkets and then um I traveled a lot and did some various I worked in a supermarket and then I also worked in a bar in New Zealand um you know just things like that and then I actually um so I had to leave New Zealand which I lived there for two years and came home when my visa expired which I was very sad about but um yeah so I came home and I was like okay I don't want to get stuck in this corporate you know, nine to five and be stuck in England for a lot longer than I have to be. And, you know, the pandemic kind of had other ideas, but um, here we are. That's fine. Um, But what it has given me the opportunity to is I did find an office job. Um, It wasn't a nine to five, but it was shift work, still being told, you know, when to start work, when to finish work. Um, and basically working for somebody else's dream and it was in the travel industry um, and obviously as we know the travel industry at the minute is you know not necessarily something that's thriving um, too much and I just um, so it was about this time last year actually and I was like you know what like I need to make a change like I know that there's more to my life than this and it's not going to happen unless I do something different so I can't just keep working in this you know stuck kind of mentality of working for someone else um being told you know when I can and can't go on holiday and all those things so um yeah after feeling very stuck and sort of trapped as well because I'd come home after you know living abroad and I was like oh I'm back to square one um and I'm not happy being here and then being sort of living paycheck to paycheck as well like really struggling and thinking okay like there's so much more to life than living paycheck to paycheck so um I actually hired a coach myself um and I was like you know what I need to just do something drastic and take action and get someone to help me see what I need to see that I can do to you know create this freedom life for myself so that was like the most pivotal moment I would say for me was taking like taking that step and having someone you know help guide me through the process of being like okay these are the options for like the world is your oyster really like we all typically nowadays have access to a laptop and the internet Mm -hmm. which we're like you know very lucky to do so realistically 
anyone can do, do sort of anything because the whole world is on the internet really so yeah that's um so yeah my coach helped me sort of go through a process um in gaining clarity in what my options were and so I set up my first business in the pandemic um and was able to leave my job um within the year um sort of wait how long it would have been in about seven or eight months um I'm I just decided you know what like this is working and I'm gonna go for it now because I was so sick of you know trying to juggle both as well which as I'm sure most of your listeners know as well like that's the other thing is the energy that it takes from you if you're feeling so drained from your day job you don't have the energy to then put that into your business so it's yeah that's a whole other thing but (laughs) yeah it's no I have a lot of opinions about juggling both and I definitely want to get into that a little later yeah and I like I'm just I have so many questions now and the but the first the first (laughs) thing that popped into my mind is that you you know in talking with your coach which again I I'm so excited to hear more about how your coach helped you transition um into that Mm -hmm. you know the right mindset to kind of find your purpose but I get like there are a lot of there are a lot of people in the coaching space who, you know, new coaches, aspiring coaches who have that nagging feeling in the back of their mind that like, who am I to do this? Who am I to start this business? Who am I to coach? And Mm -hmm. right. You, you mentioned the online space. Of course, there's so many different things that people can do to leave, leave their nine to five (laughs) in the online space. But I work with coaches and a huge part of the online coaching or online, online digital kind of uh, business space is coaching or service services, right? Service providers. So a lot of people have this kind of imposter syndrome around, yes. um, who am I to do this? What mm-hmm. experience do I have to do this? What would you say to those folks? Is that something that you struggled with at the beginning? What helped you kind of overcome that if you did? And and what what's your best advice for people who are struggling with that? Um, in, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I think everyone, like everyone I have spoken to, like in going on this journey seems to experience imposter syndrome at one time or another. I think it's our natural sort of response when we're stepping into like a new identity as this new person almost. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, like, what? yeah, who, who, am, who am I to do this? I see all these yeah. other people and you start to compare yourself and put yourself down. But what I find that really is is just that fear trying to keep you stuck again so what I always like to say is nothing changes if nothing changes so you know if we don't step up and take action and show up as the coach we want to be um then you know nothing will change um and I absolutely did struggle with this for quite a quite a long time um I think it took me a good while to actually just say online that you know okay I'm doing this thing now and because I was so scared of judgment from other people and what they would think and then also being going back to the imposter syndrome like am I good enough like can I do this and all those things but again they're all just limiting beliefs which I'm sure (laughs) um we'll talk about a little bit more but yeah like it's so natural for us to you know have those fears come up um Oh, I had a thought of um, like a quote from a book that came up and I can't remember the name of the author, which is very annoying, but it's, um, who are you? Basically she says, who are you not to do this? Um, which I found so powerful because we, we're all 
our own individual people. So no one else in the world is going to coach in the same way you coach. So that's one thing that I would say is, you know, your, uh, and this is another really good quote. I'm actually not sure who says this either, but your superpower is that you're you. So no one else is going to do it in the same way. And that's something my coach also said to me um, when I, well, I still have a coach now, but when I have fears come up, she's like, yeah, but no one's going to do it the same way as you do. So that's your specialty really and you know there's always going to be people out there that are searching for you specifically um so yes I know a lot of fears come up about the market saturate there's so many coaches out there but there's also so many people looking for coaches right and you're as well like you're a coach that coaches coaches and every coach needs a coach so it's kind of like a ripple effect I find so you know I think everybody needs a coach and so you know there is realistically unlimited potential and opportunity to find your clients because there's always more people and I think especially in this past year as well I found when I've spoken to a lot of people this past year has really made people sit there and think okay I need to make a big change in my life and they're actively seeking to develop develop themselves and look for that help so you know there's more opportunities of people seeking the help so and as well as more people stepping up into being those helpers um which I think is amazing so I think you know it's natural to think oh yeah there's um a lot of coaches out there already doing these things but there's also a lot more people looking for coaches and you know as one person you can only coach so many people right you can't you know (laughs) coach everybody oh my gosh yes this reminds me, I said, there's going to be someone listening who has heard me say this to them before, but I'm (laughs) going to repeat this because it goes so well with the quotes that you shared. And that's, I think a lot about coffee shops when people say the market's saturated. And I say, we can all picture our favorite coffee shop or our favorite place to grab tea, like that one place that it just feels like home to us. And Mm -hmm. we are immediately grateful that they didn't look at Starbucks and say, oh, there's already a Starbucks on this corner. I'm not going to open up this coffee shop, right? Because it has the exact flavors that we want. It has the exact vibe that we want. We love the people there. Absolutely. We feel good when we enter that space. And that to me is the, I I always use coffee as an example because like I have a dream to, I'm running this business. (laughs) Who doesn't love coffee? But I have a dream to own my own coffee shop. That's what this business is about. I'm going to make enough money here so I can give back and then own an awesome coffee shop that I don't have to make money off of. Amazing. Um, so I always use examples like that because, right, who doesn't have a favorite coffee shop? Who doesn't have a favorite place that they go to just relax, study, whatever it is? And, you know, we don't think about, you know, getting we – don't, we don't get angry at those favorite places for opening up just because there are other people competing with them. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for that. That's the same thing when it comes to coaching – or any kind of space that you fill in this service provider area where at the end of the day, there are so many people out there doing this stuff because there are so many people out there who need this stuff. Exactly. So I, I love, yeah, I love <laughs> that you made that point. You also said, if not, nothing changes, if nothing changes, you know, we have to show up as the coach that we need to be. Um, this is a little bit, you know, I don't like to say fake it till we make it. I just like to say be it until you feel it. Okay, and I like that version. I, I'm the same. I don't like the fake it till you make it. <laughs> right, because at the end of the day, like I don't want anyone to feel like they're putting in energy being someone that they're not. Yeah. But it is not a stretch to say that you are you are striving to become, you know, this 
amazing coach that gives awesome results to your clients that makes a huge impact in this world, whatever that big goal that you're feeling, right? That it's not a stretch to say that if you want that someday, you have to, you have to, you must be part of that right now. Like some of that is already within Mm -hmm. you if that's something that you're striving to do. So let that take up as much space in your body as you possibly can until it all of a sudden is exactly who you are. And of course that takes a little bit of like mindset work, a lot of mindset work. Mm, yes. It takes a <laughs> lot of mindset work and it also takes a lot of uh, future pacing yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, using present tense verbs and yes. uh, to describe what you hope to be in the future mm-hmm. um, to trick your brain into realizing that this is actually who you already are. It's already part of you. Uh, yeah. You just have to continue to do the work to uncover it and pull that out of there and maybe develop it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with that. Um, that's one thing as well that um, I did when I first started, you know, doing this work and doing the mindset work. Um, like a lot of visualizations about the like my ideal life and the me I wanted to be, and then yeah, taking those little baby steps and action steps to show up as her. So it's yeah, a kind of battle between overcoming those fears, um, like imposter syndrome that we mentioned earlier, and you know knowing that it is within you because otherwise you wouldn't like it wouldn't be your goal or it wouldn't be what you want to do like you wouldn't have those thoughts if you couldn't do it so I think that's an important thing for people to remember is like you have you have this like calling or like urge for a reason and it's because it's like true to who you are and who you want to be yeah I I just had a random thought and a random question for you as you're talking about your calling and like trying to to, trying to kind of unearth what your true purpose and passions Mm -hmm. are and I'm curious to hear your take you know why do you think what do you think the the reason is that so many of us feel so disconnected from our passion or our purpose um and need that extra help to I know this is a loaded question (laughs) I was gonna say how how long do you have (laughs) I have all day well we have probably 40 minutes (laughs) But yes, I could talk about that quite a lot. I'm sure. So what's your hot take on that? Like, what do you think? Um, I would say primarily the way we're sort of conditioned and brought up by sort of maybe caregivers, friends, parents, society in general. Like, I think we're so trained to be what, you know, is expected and what society wants us to be. Like this whole go to school, get a job, get a mortgage, settle down, like do what? you know the typical I mean in western society particularly I'm not speaking for all societies um but you know like that's the expectation and that's the mentality that I see so many people going through and I actually have quite a few friends who I have seen go on this journey and you can just tell and see that they're not fulfilled they're not actually truly happy but they say they are because they feel like they should be and that for me was the biggest thing I was like I don't like I always felt like this like in school I remember thinking I don't want any of those things like they don't appeal to me like I I want more like there's got to be more than life than just you know going to um school like I mean I went to university and loved the experience but I then realized there that you know I wanted to keep learning and growing and you know experiencing the world I didn't want to just settle down and you know stay in one place and like go on holiday once a year for two weeks and that be it I was like that just seemed quite boring to me and I'm not saying for people who you know are doing that like if you're happy with that and stuff like that's absolutely fine 
I'm just speaking for me personally, but um, I see that a lot of people um, are get into that situation and complain about it because, you know, they aren't living their purpose and they aren't living true to who they are. But because they're so focused on, you know, the expectations of others, I would say, is one of the biggest things. And yeah, again, what society says you should be doing. I think people get so disconnected because they're trying to live up to this slight false expectation of what others think that they or what they think others think they should be doing basically. I love that answer. I could see so many, I mean, yeah, good job for finding a quick way to answer that. I know. I, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I felt so connected to especially that first piece of the answer of saying there is such a there is such a prescribed way that we're kind of raised to by by like media, by our caregivers and and just by seeing other people do it yes. ahead of us and feeling like that's what happiness or success looks like we're raised to have this prescribed idea of mm-hmm. what the natural path in life is, which doesn't work for honestly most people, yes. whether it's because you learn differently and the traditional education system isn't right for you, whether it's that your goals are and your idea of success doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with money and has everything to do with the experiences that you have, like whatever it is, there are so many reasons why mm. this prescribed way of, you know, progressing through life in this very specific order, it doesn't work for so many people. And like, bear with me, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but it reminds me too of like, I came out as gay pretty late in life compared to, I guess now Gen Zers coming out much earlier. And for me, I think part of, I think part of that is like thinking that and seeing what a normal relationship looks like or, or seeing what other people say is this normal relationship or this happy relationship, especially in me, like Midwest America, you know, not, not crazy big area. And knowing that it didn't feel right, but at the same time feeling like, well, I don't know what the alternative is because I don't have a lot of examples of that. So I think now yeah. Things are starting to change. The digital, um, like the online entrepreneurship space is changing. The amount of people who have started businesses, even in this last year, is is insane. And mm-hmm. so I think it's starting to become more common for us to see other ways of life, other career styles that yeah are starting to open our minds. But sometimes, I think your point was like, sometimes you can't know your passion if you haven't seen it. And if it's being, if the system's being jammed with other people's passions and other people's interests, so much so that you feel like you have to, you have to love what you're doing uh, as Mm -hmm. it is. And you're not allowed to complain if it looks the way that it's supposed to air quotes look. Um, and this is, this is also my experience. Like I, you know, my quitting my nine to five job looks very different than yours. And that I, Mm -hmm. I, I quit my job before I even started my business because I was so miserable in my nine to five. Yet Mm -hmm. I was, I had a six figure income in my nine to five. I went to grad school. I went to business school to get this job that I felt like was my dream job. And I like all of a sudden just had this like feeling of shame and uh, disappointment that I had what everybody was trying to get. I had what everybody has been striving to get and I didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's where my, who am I? to feel like this came out. Like for me, I was like, who am I to complain about having a stable job, really good healthcare, like all of this stuff when everything's going on in our country and people are losing their jobs and I'm so lucky to have one. And I still quit it because I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't pretend that my, my version of happiness is 
the same as everyone else's if, if it's making me miserable and uh, quite frankly yeah. affecting everyone around me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that at the end as well. I think, yeah, a lot of times we are taught, oh, we're supposed to be grateful. Like, oh, yeah, you have a job. So, you know, just suck it up and be grateful that you even have something. And I love that you still, you know, went and knew that in, within you, like it was making you more miserable. And so, you know, I always think that it's better to focus on your quality of life and, you know, what makes you truly happy. And now, like, obviously you have found that, which is incredible. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people get so stuck is because they're like, oh, yeah, I should be grateful. So they stay stuck in, at these things that like typically jobs that make them miserable for so long. And I always kind of like, for me, I'm quite like a bigger picture person. So I always like to sort of say, well, you know, what would, you know, 90 year old you think, you know, would you be like, oh yeah, I'm so happy that I stayed at a job that I hated for 20 plus years or whatever it may be. Or would you, you know, regret like not listening to yourself and wanting to go for whatever your passion is that's calling you. And yeah, it may be really scary to take that leap but you know at the end of the day we only have like this one life and I think you know living it in a happier more fulfilled and purposeful way makes it so much more worthwhile um than you know just kind of I like to say sort of like floating by like I think a lot of people just kind of float through life yeah. just thinking oh this this will do like this is what it's supposed to be yeah, that, that like going through the motions kind of feeling of like, I'm checking the boxes. I got the degree check. I have the job check. Yeah. I have, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I agree. Like living a life filled with passion and purpose is always worth the fear, the scary leap, everything like that. Yeah. And, but, I really want to say but, but I'm trying to shift my butts with ands. There's still those big questions that I get from people all the time of like, but what about the money? How am I going to afford my lifestyle? How am I going mm -hmm. to, you probably, you don't have the same issue as we do here, but like, how am I going to get healthcare? How, all of this stuff. And I think those questions, those fears mm -hmm. range depending on people's level of um, comfort, level of income that they're coming from at their job. But like those fears are real and those are a lot of those represent needs, not just wants. So what, Absolutely. what, where does that all play into this whole big picture? How do we, how do we work on the money stuff and, you know, all of the, the needs and get those met so that we can feel empowered to and ready to kind of move up Maslow's hierarchy, so to speak, and like get to that purpose or passion space? Yeah, really good question. Um, one thing like, I do want to say it's for me it is a lot about your money mindset and that's something that I've spent a lot of time working on myself because I was very much um before well before going into entrepreneurship in that lack and scarcity mindset and so I always kind of came from this oh there's there's not enough and like how am I going to get from that paycheck to paycheck and things like that um but when I sort of invested in my first coach like we went through you know when you start investing in yourself and in your happiness and in your fulfillment you open yourself up to so much more possibility that you wouldn't if you didn't take that step so yeah it's a lot of mindset work um and it's also about opening yourself up to feeling worthy of receiving like that abundance and more money or whatever it is that your sort of goal is um 
And in terms of like meeting those basic needs, like, I mean, even you, it's completely understandable and I totally relate to that, but you can see like, even from the past year, it just goes to show you that even like the typically secure jobs aren't necessarily secure because so many people have just been told, no, sorry, we don't have a job for you anymore. So I think the best way you can create that security and meet your own needs is by creating that security for yourself. Um, And when you are doing something that you are truly passionate about and care about, you know, you'll naturally attract like the right people into your life that will support you. And you'll find that you'll probably, um, you know, achieve more and attract more into your life that you wouldn't have necessarily previously thought. I love your point about the fact that even a secure job doesn't necessarily mean anything uh, in terms of security. It just is what we feel Mm -hmm. like is secure because we don't have to wake up every day and figure out where that next dollar is coming from. Um, Someone else is putting it in our paycheck. And of course there's, there's a slight difference there, but at the end of the day, I would say the same thing to someone who has a job uh, to, as I would to someone who is looking to leave their job. Um, and that is, if you're worried about money, if you're worried about healthcare, if you're worried about any of these things, you always should have a backup plan or at least an understanding of where that's, where those needs are going to be mm-hmm. met, regardless of whether or not you're in a state of security. Um, and yeah. so for example, if you are going, if you're, if you were to lose your job tomorrow, where would you seek healthcare if you needed healthcare? If you were to lose your job tomorrow, where would you go in order to make sure you had a roof over your head or whatever? Sometimes that means I would go to my savings account because I have, you know, several months of, of of rent and expenses, you know, saved. Sometimes it's I would go to my parents because yeah. I have I'm so lucky to have a family who would take me in. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. I have no idea what I would do, and in that case, I would say, no matter what it's worth your while to create that that plan. No matter what, it's worth your while to figure out what your exit plan is to the next stage of life. Yeah. Whether it's leaving your job to find a different job or um, leaving your job to start your own job, uh, start your own career. Um, so I love that you said that. And I think it's really important that we, that we stop holding on to a false sense of security and recognize that that security doesn't just come from the money that's coming in. It, it comes from creating a predictable environment and I don't mean predictable in that you know where the next dollar is coming, but predictable in that mm-hmm. you 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 know what you can control, you know what's out of your control, and you have you know how you're going to get the tools that you need to level up to that next stage and really take ownership and, and mastery over mm-hmm. kind of what your schedule on a day to day basis yeah. and, and really feel like you own your life as much as you possibly can, recognizing that there's plenty that, that we can't control. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so a lot of times I get, I get the question of like, where do I start? Like, okay, cool. I know I want to, I know I want, I know there's more to life, right? They've got, they got in that same stage that you were at where it's like, I know that there's more. I know that there is, I have no idea what the, that more is, but I know that there's more. Yeah. Where do I start? Um, for me, the biggest thing was getting clarity. So that's, you know, the biggest thing is figuring out what that thing is for you and, you know, picking it. And so I really love, um, I've actually, well, I've not finished reading it, but I started reading um, this book about Ikigai. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it at all. Yeah. So basically, um, for people who don't know, it's um, like a Japanese word that doesn't really translate properly to English, but it's essentially your purpose in life. 
and it encompasses um like the idea that what you're good at doing naturally what you enjoy doing what the world needs and what you can get paid for doing um like when you sort of brainstorm and think about all of those different components you'll find that there's something that appears in all four sort of categories if you will and that's kind of like your purpose and what you're here for so for me I found this like a really helpful exercise because I always knew that I was here to help people and I've always sort of been really empathetic and caring and you know like wanting to give and serve others and like help them in any way I can and I was like okay so how does this transmute into like what I can do as like my life purpose um and here we are today but um, yeah so that's one thing that I would say is a really good exercise for people to try is have a like brainstorm like brain dump everything that you love like what did you enjoy doing as a kid what are your hobbies now what lights you up like what makes you you know feel like you're not working like what do you really enjoy and you know not just what you know you think you should enjoy like what you know what have you always been naturally good at like things that people have maybe said to you in passing like as you grow up or like just friends and family like oh you're really good at that because sometimes I think we have skills that we don't really realize our skills because it seems so natural to us that you know you just think oh it's normal um and I know I was the same like I've had like feedback from people saying things to me and I'm like oh like I didn't really realize that that was you know a a thing (laughs) like that's just who I am as a person so you know everyone will have that I mean probably more than one thing to be honest like I found that you know there's a couple of things for me so um I think it's really like just brainstorming like and another really good activity that I loved to do when I first started working with my first coach actually was she um got me to create a vision board Um, And I found this to be like a really powerful exercise because, I mean, it depends how you sort of, I guess, are as a, not a learner, but kind of how you are as a person, but I'm quite like a visual person and I like to see like, you know, pretty pictures and stuff. So I actually have it still, my vision board is my phone screen background and, you know, I can see like what I have achieved so far and where I'm going. And so you can, you know, get magazine scraps or, or do a digital one on Photoshop or create like a vision board through Pinterest as well, which, um, you know, I would highly recommend. And I've met people who have put things on a vision board on Pinterest and then like a few months later they've like been to the same place they found but they didn't know that you know they were where that was you know like crazy things like that so I would say um yeah creating a vision board because then that gets you to you know really think about what you want your life to look and feel like and you can put that together and you don't need to know sort of how straight away but just getting clear on what the what is and why you want to do it as well is really important um like having a good why um is very important as well but that's like another (laughs) topic um yeah so I would say yeah the vision board getting clarity through like and through ikigai um and hiring help as well like I found that to be a really good uh a good one because sometimes I think we need like that outside perspective to reflect back to us what we can't see in ourselves um so I mean obviously that's what coaches are really good for (laughs) doing that too but um even just um you know I remember um my coach suggesting to me asking you know ask sort of like five close friends or family members 
like how would you describe me in sort of three words or like what would you describe me and then like you can take that to give you inspiration for what it is you're good at and how people can see you um and it might surprise you um and be things that you wouldn't necessarily expect and you know that can help inspire you to think oh actually I would really love to do whatever it may be yeah I love that you know, clarity is one of my absolute favorite words. I make posts about clarity all the time. I know you do too. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, I think that really the biggest purpose of a coach, at least, at least as you're working, uh, you know, actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold firm in that statement. I think one of the biggest purposes of a coach is to help find clarity is to help yeah. people find clarity because whether it's a business coach, a health, a nutrition coach, a career coach, a time management coach, like whatever kind of coach you are. The first question is, what is the what, right? Like mm-hmm. we can't take action if we feel unclear about what that action needs to be. Yeah. We cannot move forward if we don't know what path we're moving on. And so the very foundation of anything that we do is around the what, right? The mm-hmm. what are we doing? Getting clarity around that. And then getting clarity around the why probably yes. is pretty <laughs> helpful too. Definitely. And once we have both of those then it's a lot easier to make a plan of action, Mm -hmm. which ultimately I think that's where the overwhelm and stress comes is that we start thinking of the plan of action before we really know what the what is. And then there's just all sorts of like shame, stress, overwhelm that bubbles up because Mm -hmm. it's like, of course, how the hell are you supposed to create a plan of action if you don't know what you're planning to to achieve? So I love, love, love that you brought up the clarity. And of course, the fact of the matter is when you struggle to get clarity, when you are stuck in the mud, banging your head against the wall or, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall is the most painful way to find that clarity. The, yeah. the most, I think the most, um, the, I don't want to say the easiest because I think no matter what we've been working with the coach nothing's ever easy. No. Um, <laughs> right. It, it, the, 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 the part, you know, the, the process of finding your purpose, the process of overhauling your business, the process of overhauling your nutrition, whatever it is, it's always going to be a process. It's always going yes. to be, um, a transformation and transformation takes energy and effort. But I do find that when you are working with someone and you're able to externally process, get an outside perspective and then implement tools and Mm -hmm. systems that other people who have studied and learned how to do so expertly into your, into that transformation makes the process so much less, um, isolating and yes. Yeah. And just like, uh, there's less of a rub. It just feels like it flows a lot more easily, even with the struggle, even with the challenge. And so I love that you brought that up. Yeah, definitely. I think having that support and other, like, whether it be a coach or someone close, but as you say, yeah, like it helps have an expert because they've already been through it. So they can tell you like, you know, the tools and tips that they have used that have worked for them. Um, and it just makes that process a little bit easier and knowing that you have that person that's always got your back and that support there is so like it for me it's been transformational like I definitely wouldn't be here now where I am if I didn't hire a coach first I would I may have started my own business but I may also just be sort of still in that stuck phase like what am I going to do like like what you know like I know there's more but what is it (laughs) because I was definitely stuck in that sort of mud as you put it um for a long time and always feeling as well not good enough to take that next step too which was another thing that held me back personally yeah now you mentioned one of the one of the biggest struggles that you faced when you first started 
that kind of held you back from that that faster growth was that fear around talking about it publicly, mm. fear of what that looks like. I, you know, I, I recorded a podcast episode about this and then never released it. And I might come back to this because I do feel mm. like one of my superpowers is I don't ever shut up about my goals and my, my dreams. Love that. Um, and I think one of the most powerful things you can do for your for your goals, for your dreams, whether it's starting a business or if it's like any big goal that's kind of scary to you, is to not shut up about it, is to talk mm-hmm. about it publicly partly because you are making a commitment to yourself and to yes. the world that this is something that you need in your life, that you want in your life and that you're committed mm-hmm. to, to, to getting in your life. But also because whether you believe in manifestation or you're more logical and you believe in the logical steps that happen when you mm-hmm. vocalize some, something and yeah. you align resources around it because people know that, that you, you need resources around that. What, whatever you believe, whatever kind of mm-hmm. feels right to you, the reality is still the same in that when you vocalize something that's really important to you, when you speak about it out loud, more people are listening, more people are there to jump in with their support, with their energy, Mm -hmm. with whatever you need at that stage to get to that next level. And you are putting in more of a full body effort and, and intentionality behind what you do. So I love, love, love that you brought that out. I'm curious, what did that shift look like for you once you worked through some of that fear and mm. made this more public kind of st- stake to claim yeah. in, in, in your new dream, your new goal, what did that ship look like? Um, a Facebook status, <laughs> funnily yeah. enough. Um, so my, my coach at the time, she challenged me to just post on my Facebook that this is what I was doing. And I remember being so scared. Honestly, I I was hovering over the post button for for a while and really procrastinating. And then once I once I finally did it, I got this overwhelming response and support from people that I didn't even expect and people yes. that I thought weren't even listening or didn't really care. And I was just I was I remember being so shocked. How I was like, oh wow, like people are listening to me and they do care and yeah it was just like this incredible sort of light bulb moment that all these sort of um limiting beliefs and doubts that I had within my brain like oh I mean this was me personally I was like oh no one will care no one will you know even notice or, or whatever um and I just got this overwhelming response and I was like oh wow like so you know it just goes to show how our brains can sort of trick us <laughs> into staying stuck and staying within that fear and it's not necessarily true and yeah it, it is a challenge but working through that and you know taking those little action steps to prove yourself wrong and that it is just you know fear talking or like your inner critic or whatever you want to call it I know people use different words for it um but yeah like your your inner ego or whatever yeah um you can disprove that and prove that you know you can do it just and I think it's really good to take like little steps because then you know it's not as big of a jump but then you see that result and think oh actually yes I can do it (laughs) which was so transformational for me yeah and those little steps add to really big transformations like I think sometimes we think we need to like get a billboard and like slap a giant (laughs) thing on there and it's like you just made a small Facebook post, mm-hmm. which in reality is something we do every day. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It felt like a big deal in the moment, but yes. it was a small step mm-hmm. and it sounds like it had a major impact on your mindset, your mm. 
some of those limiting beliefs and just started to take brick by brick, you know, it started to dismantle this, like this, this false belief that you had that there's Mm -hmm. like a brick wall kind of holding you back from taking that next step and like moving forward. And I love, love, love that. I thank you for sharing that story. And (laughs) I feel the same way when I made my first Facebook post, the people that reached out to me and the people that commented were people I hadn't heard from in years who I didn't even know were listening either. I I remember I had someone who I didn't talk to since college reach out and just message me and say, uh, you know, do you have like a a mailing list so I can get notified when your like podcast comes out? And I'm like, yeah, yes. Also, hi, I haven't talked to you in like seven years. (laughs) Um, And it was a beautiful feeling. And I think almost everyone that I've talked to who's, who's been afraid to do this and who has then made their first step and just that, that tiny little step. And it's almost always a Facebook post. (laughs) Almost always. (laughs) Yeah. Have come back with such amazing new connections. Um, and also a renewed sense of excitement around their purpose and their next step. So I love to share that. I want to switch gears because I want to go back to something you said earlier and now it's just nagging at me. You mentioned this, um, your, your personal opinions on how much you can, how much you truly can accomplish while juggling multiple jobs, multiple, mm. both the new, the new career and the day job or whatever you're juggling. I also have some pretty hot, you know, pretty, pretty strong opinions on this, but I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear kind of your, your opinion on how long we can go from juggling both and what, what's your mentality around that? And I would say it would look different for every person because it depends on your own sort of, I guess, energetic capacity, if you will. Um, And for me, I know that I was already, like, when I started, like, working on my side hustle, if you want to call it that, um, I was already pretty sick of where I was. And so I was quite impatient (laughs) for some people like I know some people take years and I took a few months um but again I had that support and help to create that foundation so I think it looks different for everyone and I would say that you know you've got to do what feels right for you but for me the the drain, yeah, the drain of me waking up every day to go to do the day job and then trying to do my side job afterwards I just I felt completely burnt out overwhelmed stressed I wasn't enjoying either and I was like you know like I've done this to create this freedom for myself and I feel you know even more swamped because I just don't have like space to breathe and I knew it got to the point where I had enough clients that I was beating my um my day job's income so I was like you know, I can't really grow anymore because I don't have the capacity to take on more clients or anything or the energy to like do anything else. So I was like, you know, something needs to change. And, you know, even though, I mean, I've quit jobs before and like traveled across the world. So, but I still did find it um, a challenge because yeah, you are leaving that sense of false security, if you will, because you know, I was like, really, I was in an industry that could just sack me, um, really, because, you know, it wasn't doing so well, given the situation. But, you know, whatever job you're in, I mean, you know, things can change in an instant, really. I mean, 
you know, anything can happen. And so I would say like, you've got to, obviously, as you said before, I like that you said, like, you know, I think it's really good to look at, okay, well, what's like the worst case scenario, like what would happen if this happened tomorrow and have that sort of backup plan and be realistic, but also really listen to yourself and be like, okay, well, so for me, I was like, okay, I'm overwhelmed and burnt out. So, you know, it will be better for me to quit now, even though I don't feel ready. Um, but to give myself that space to, you know, the the reason I set up my business was to have this freedom-based lifestyle. I wanted the freedom to wake up when I wanted to take a day off if I needed to and to you know like have like more of a work-life balance and that feeling of freedom and I was like so if I do that now then I have that space to grow my business even more because I think you reach a point where you know you have like both in quite like a what's the word like a just like a hanging in the balance (laughs) and you know you can't grow your business but you can't you feel like you can't quit your job so you're stuck in this almost like limbo of like overwhelm and stress for for both reasons and I think that can really put people off going all in in their business as well because they feel so you know tired but fearful to leave the the security um (laughs) and yeah so I would just say like for me I just felt this massive urge I was like okay I need to get out now because I need to have this freedom and this time and you know the whole purpose of why I created this business in the first place was to do these things so why aren't I doing them basically (laughs) yeah yes I love I love that limbo that you're talking about too because I can recall a client that I worked with a couple years back who was at the exact stage where her business she had clients, she had, she consistently was able to get clients, but she worked a full-time job, like 40 hours a week in a draining job that was, that she probably spent more than 40 hours a week because it, it, it demanded a lot of her time. And she was a fitness coach and was, couldn't like physically could not take on any more people Yeah, and would constantly say like, well, how do I grow? I need to grow so I can quit my job. And I'm like, at some point you have to take the bet on yourself. You yeah. have to be willing to bet on yourself. And, mm. and lean back on the facts, the logic that you know, which is that you have a good thing going. You have been able to acquire clients. You know how to make money. Yeah. Now you have to let go of the fear that you can't yeah. make more money. Absolutely. And that, and that you're always going to need someone else to make that money for you. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really, really scary fear to, to let yes. go of. It totally <laughs> is. Definitely. But... That limbo phase, if you are truly committed to growing your business or you're truly committed to that lifestyle that your business can give you, you there is no there is no way to take the fear out of it. There's just no way to say yeah. to make it less scary than the reality, which is you're leaving behind something, and anytime mm-hmm. you leave behind something into some, into the unknown, it can be it can be scary. Yeah, and I think that that's so important to recognize that this limbo exists. It probably will always exist. If, yeah. Unless unless you don't have a draining job or unless you have um, a really flexible daily schedule or a job that you love, but you're just, you just want something more. Unless you have like the perfect situation where you can grow to six figures before, you know, or whatever that number is before you're, you're, you're willing to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that situation, but unless you do, you're going to have to figure out what that breaking point is and yeah. then just decide to commit. And I think that's so important, but I agree with you. That looks different for everyone, right? You might mm. have a job that you love. You just want to move on to 
you're just ready for that next step in your life where you start your own yeah. business. That job might not be draining for you. You might not be, you know, in, in any urgency to leave, and that's wonderful. You might be like me, and I like literally couldn't even wait to start my business. There was mm. also some like competition stuff that I needed to work around. Like I had a little, I was in a coaching space, mm-hmm. so you know, you might have a, a unique situation or a funky situation where you don't have the luxury to, to juggle both. Yeah. You might have to quit your job and find like a part time job to to fill in the blanks. Like there are so many different solutions. In fact, Nick, I'd be curious, like what what kind of advice do you have for people? Like what what kind of steps did you take to prepare yourself to leave? Was there any was there any like type of savings that you had to, that you like felt like you needed to work up or money mindset stuff that you needed to work on or like what what kind of things did you incorporate into your like daily or monthly or weekly or whatever routine to get yourself prepared to actually take that leap? Um for me it was mostly, yeah, that money mindset. And I like what you said a little bit earlier as well about that taking that leap of faith and trusting yourself and your ability to make money. That for me was the biggest thing because I was yeah. like, okay, I've proven to myself I can get clients consistently and I've proven that I, you know, I can attract like the right people into my life and and make money on my own. So I was like, now I need to have the space so I can continue doing that to grow. And for me, yeah, it was a lot of money mindset and learning to trust myself and being able to do that. And I would say like, I actually didn't have like, really any savings because I I completely just was like, okay, now I'm going to trust <laughs> myself and trust that it will work out because I have that energy that isn't being drained out of me from my day job. I now have more energy and you know, time to put into my business and that will be reflected back into my life, like, you know, going forward. So for me, I I didn't have like much savings or anything, but I knew like worst case scenario, as we've seen before, like I am living in a place where like I'm back, um, I was back at my parents, well, my mum's house. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to be kicked out onto the streets or anything. And I know everyone's situations will look a little different. So but I think yeah when you're at that precipice and that limbo like when you open yourself up to having that space and time and energy to go all in into your business you will see the benefits and it is just trusting yourself and money mindset um kind of combined I would say to to take that leap um and yeah then you will sort of see like because I think yeah you can get to sort of like a set point and you can't really grow much more than that until you do have that time and the energy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. And I just want to take a moment to pause and, and just reflect that there's a lot of privileges that we have built into, into our ability to leave our jobs too, right? Mm-hmm. Like being able to have a family or a home where you, you can fall back into, knowing that you're not going to go yes. homeless if something doesn't work out financially, knowing that you have... Um, some sort of resume, uh, education, whatever it is that makes you qualified mm-hmm. to at least go back into the workforce and find another job yeah. um, relatively easily. All of that stuff is such a privilege. And I do want to recognize that, you know, we're at the end of the day, basic needs need to be met first before we mm-hmm. can talk about this next level of self-fulfillment. That's, that's the unfortunate reality. And so if you are mm-hmm. listening to this and you are struggling uh, to, to work your mind, wrap your mind around leaving your job, because you genuinely are struggling to make ends meet or um, 
you know, get food on the table or anything like those basic needs, that's the first priority. The first priority is getting your credit in check, making sure that you're not in thousands of dollars in debt. Granted, I have plenty of debt from student loans, but right, like relative to you and your situation, recognizing what kind of financial, um, like housekeeping you need to do yeah. in your life to make sure that you are at a place where then you are ready to level up and now start seeking fulfillment out of your career. Um, and, and I, I just, I wanted to pause and recognize that because I don't want to come across as tone deaf here and that all yeah. it takes is you just trusting yourself and then, and then it'll make, make it work. Right. There's, there's always some sort of security that goes in the background, but taking inventory of all the places in your life where you have, um, these privileges and in true security is so, so, so important in this because sometimes we forget, right? I, I talk to my fiance all the time and I'm like, I think sometimes we forget that like we have everything we need if both of us were to lose our job. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like money. I just mean we have systems in place. We have knowledge in place where we could turn around and recover from that. And that sometimes we can lose sight of that. And yeah. if you don't have that, that's what you get first. That's the first step. Before you get the clarity on what you need, it's getting mm-hmm. clarity uh, or what you want, getting, getting clarity on what you need and working mm-hmm. and working towards that first. I just want to add that because yeah, I never want to come across as like, you know, I'll, every single one of us has exactly what we need right now. Not all of yeah. us do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that if it's, if it's the right step, there will be alignment in the rest of your life to mm-hmm. it. it. That doesn't mean it won't be scary, but it will be, it will be obvious that there is you have what you need in order to take that next step yeah. or make that next, yeah, that next leap. Um, it, it, it doesn't usually just happen where you're jumping into a void. There's usually, <laughs> you know, a support system near you, a, there's something, right? And yeah. that looks very different for every single person. I know some people do have naysayers when they, when they say that they're going to start their business and that sucks too, but there are other mm-hmm. ways, other places that you can get that support. And again, that's where community helps so, yeah. so, so much, whether it's a coach or a group coaching program, or a membership, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, finding that community so you can have that support uh, and you don't feel alone. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually, yeah, a really good point. It just reminds me that um, I remember this was one of the first things my first coach said to me, that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. And so if you feel, because um, I felt like this way, I felt like I didn't have people around me who understood what I wanted to do. Because as I said earlier, like a lot of people were in that sort of typical, you know, go to school, settle down and, you know, work the nine to five life and didn't really see like the bigger vision in the same way that I did and, and what I wanted to do. And that's not to say they're not supportive, but they didn't quite understand it because they didn't have those same goals or visions as I did or do rather. Um, And so I remember her saying that to me and I was like, okay. And yeah, like the online space is such a powerful place, especially in, you know, the day of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like all the things like we are so much more able and open to meet like-minded people to get that support whether that just be you know like we met on Instagram and (laughs) ended up doing this you know it's so powerful and I think that's amazing because when you are connected with other people who are doing not even necessarily the things you want to do but similar things or you see people that are creating their own success and their own freedom or whatever your goal or, or like purpose or maybe um whatever that looks like for you you see other people doing that doing it and that will you know equally inspire you that you know oh I can do that too and you can sort of you know I think it's um 
Tony Robbins always talks about, you know, like finding someone to kind of emulate, like look at the steps that someone who is in the shoes you want to be and kind of, you know, not necessarily copy step by step, but, you know, take similar action because you can see like, okay, well, they've gone from A to B and like I can do a similar thing because, you know, someone else has done it. So it is possible. Yeah, I love that. And speaking, you know, speaking of investing in coaching, right, it's not just to level up your skills. I invest in spaces uh, and and coaches that get me nearer or closer to communities of, of other women who are doing similar stuff or mm-hmm. who are ahead of me, who inspire yeah. me, especially as a coach. Oftentimes we work with people who are on the path to achieve what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful being able to give that gift, but we also need to give ourselves the same gift of being around high vibration, high success, high achieving, whatever words it resonate with you, right? Around other people who are doing similar stuff or, and who have the type of drive and energy and experience that gets us really, really excited to do our, to do our jobs and to wake up and kind of muddle through the challenging parts of business that feel really scary and, and confusing. So I love that. I, in fact, speak like vision boards. I put, <laughs> I put a couple different coaches that are like dream wish list coaches of people who have communities of, of, of people who I just am so freaking inspired by. Like mm-hmm. I cannot get enough of their, their Instagram page. I cannot get enough of their podcasts. And those are, those are dream people for me to work with. And so it's not just about the skills and leveling up that it's also about leveling up your community. I love, mm-hmm. love, love that you said that. That's so important. Yeah. I like got lost in this conversation it was so I mean it's just so powerful and I know and I know that it's such a powerful conversation because it's something that weighs on a lot of people's hearts Mm -hmm. in my community um, because there is such this you know social standard and social expectation to yeah do the safe thing. Yeah. Um, I put that in quotations. <laughs> you can't, no one listening can see me, but for some reason I'm still doing it. Um, and that's, that's so, it's so important to recognize that, right? Your lifestyle, your dreams, your goals aren't going to operate on someone else's timeline. They just physically can't. And if you keep trying to do it, there will be that, you know, that, that rub. So I'm just so grateful that you shared your story. You're so like open and honest about, <laughs> about kind of the experience that you went through and it, it'll help so, so many people. Um, so thank you, Nick, that like, that's, it warmed my heart just hearing your, your experience and your story. I want to make sure people know how they can connect with you and, um, how you can help them find their purpose. So what do you got going on? What's, what's new in Nick's world? Um, so the, best sort of two places to find me would be on Instagram um so it's just at Nick and I see underscore peach with an underscore afterwards peach like the fruit um so just my name and then I also have a Facebook group which is called finding your purpose um a community for phenomenal women <laughs> um and yeah I will actually be running a free challenge on how to find your clarity and confidence in there at the start of May so if anyone wants to join even just for the inspirational sort of posts and tips that I put in there I often you know just do sort of free trainings and videos and give tips on how to find your clarity how to find your confidence and you know find your purpose in general um so you can find me on there too um and the link is actually in my Instagram too if you want to 
connect with me on both I would absolutely love to you know connect with everyone (laughs) I love that and as always all of the links uh, will be posted in the show notes um, below this episode so you can easily connect with Nick I'm telling you all like clarity is so 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 crucial you know that I talk about it all the time when it comes to finding your ideal client avatar or when it comes to you know, honing in on your message and that's all fine and well, but if you don't have clarity on your purpose and what you want to be doing in the first place, um, it is so, so, so important to get yourself there. And it, it takes time. It takes an open mind, but working with someone who, who not only has been through it, but also has the ability, who is just such a gift and being able to pull that out of you is, is so valuable. So I, I highly recommend you connect with Nick. Um, I loved being, you know, an Instagram follower and the beautiful, like peachy imagery <laughs> along with your, your real last name is Peach. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so many people think it's a fake name and I'm like, no, it genuinely is my name. <laughs> it's so fitting. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, I have to thank you again for this and, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Coach Boss Energy. If you love this, if you got any value out of it, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review so that more new coaches can get their ears on this podcast and start learning how they can step into their Coach Boss Energy. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.